Hey everybody, this is Sally Hendrick with Shout Your Cause and I've got Kimberly Sharon here from Geek Schooling with me to talk about homeschooling and, and whatever comes with that because we are, well, we're in a situation right now and so I think we need to be talking about this stuff, especially since we don't really know what's happening in the next month or two. So hey, Kimberly, tell us, tell us more about what's going on and welcome. Thanks, Sally. So thank you so much for inviting me. I've been talking to a lot of parents and news outlets and everything since the whole pandemic started. Um, when talking to parent, a lot of parents right now, they're concerned. They don't like the the not knowing. Um, in a lot of areas, we mm -hmm. don't know what the fall is going to look like yet, and the kids don't like being, you know in the dark and the parents don't like being in the dark. So a lot of them are just saying, you know what, I'm just going to homeschool so we know what we're doing and we don't have to worry what the state comes up with. And um, there are some places where what schooling is going to look like seems pretty insane because um, especially with young children, uh, trying to social distance from, from the teachers and other kids just seems incomprehensible. <laughs> and yeah also possibly damaging so um because children especially need you know the warmth of of you know a caring person and their touch and so um yeah a lot of parents are thinking of homeschooling or have decided to homeschool and even if they haven't um they might want to enjoy some fun learning at home with their kids Exactly. And I guess one of the biggest challenges is that, and I've heard this from several people, it's like, okay, so homeschooling is one thing. Learning at a distance is another. So if, you're, if your school, for example, allows your kids to go home and then log into a Zoom room or, or some sort of technology to do a video conference, and then they have a list of assignments that need to be done, that's not really all that much, you know, that's not really comprehensive, you know, what whatever the word I'm trying to say, it's not really covering everything. It's, it's just kind of band-aiding the situation in that you're just looking at a list of things that need to be done. And that can be very unmotivating for children. They do get stuck in their computers and their phones and their games and in the house and not really doing all the things that they normally would be able to do at school where they interact socially with other kids. So what is it that you do from a creative standpoint to make this more enjoyable? And as you say, delight directed learning or whatever you call it, something like that, right? Yeah, a lot of people call it delight directed learning. Um, some people call it child led learning. I'm a big proponent of that. Um, because school, uh, you know, I'm a homeschool coach, but I'm not here to tell people exactly what to do. And I'm not the expert in every child. I'm not the expert in your child. You are. And you know what your child loves and what motivates them. And often that is something geeky, <laughs> like mm -hmm. comic books, like video games, like board games. Um, and all of these are educational. Everything is educational. There's always educational value in all these things. And what's been happening during the pandemic is um, not 
homeschooling, it's pandemic schooling. And it's not how homeschoolers homeschool every day. We're right. not stuck in our homes. A lot of us are out mm-hmm. about seven days a week mm-hmm. um, and learning on the go and out there in field trips and everything else. And um, so this this really wasn't, if, if you were finding yourself um, pandemic schooling, going, oh, this is terrible, this is drudgery. It doesn't have to be like that. And if you take the reins and decide that you want to go for it and homeschool your child, you can teach them in much more exciting ways and also look at what they're learning already. And it can count as part of your homeschool day. So if they're playing video games, they can actually be learning. My son learned how to read at eight years old. He was finally motivated to read because he was playing a Star Wars game that involved a lot of different um, uh, aliens who couldn't speak English. So he, he couldn't read the subtitles and he really wanted to play the game by himself instead of with his mom sitting beside him. So he's motivated and he learned how to read. Um, and in part, he was helped actually by reading Gar- Garfield comics uh, to start reading as well. So um, isn't that what we all learn with are the fun mm-hmm. books? I mean, think about when we go back to our childhood, the way that we're learning is reading the things that we're interested in, not reading the things that we don't like. It's the same thing with uh, when you get older. So how do you handle that? Like if you're doing history lessons or something, what would be something fun or, or different um, to get kids interested in the facts or, uh, you know, the what happened in the past? Yeah, and that's where uh, cosplay can come in because, I mean, why not get dressed up? And you can surprise your kids and they can not know you're doing this. And you can dress up in historical dress and come on out and say, we're learning about Egypt today, <laughs> Be, mm-hmm. you know, dressed historically in Egyptian garb or, you know, in a Greek keton if you're teaching the Greeks. Um, and you can really uh, get into it and they, they can have fun too. Um learning how to make costumes and sew and all that kind of thing if you want to get right into it. I mean, of course, you can just tie a sheet if you're talking about ketons and yeah. togas, but um, you, you can get right into it and, and sew. Um, and that's not only home economics, but it could be art. Uh, you, can count, you can count all these things into the buckets of learning that we, can, that we usually put them in. And you don't have to mm-hmm. separate them out. I mean, you could just learn and put it all together and then when you're writing it down you can separate out well that was you know home economics we were making um, costumes and that was math because we were um you know patterns economics of something or yeah or patterns from yeah doing actually patterns there's a lot of math it's also math exactly um so if you start breaking it down and just even just look at what your child is doing right now and, and think about how it's educational. Um, for instance, if, they are, if they're playing video games with other people online, they could be having a leadership role. They could be leading raids, telling people what to do, and leading a guild, and um, that, that's leadership. Um, and that can be put um, on, you know, in, into some sort of, you know, a course description if, if they're mm-hmm. in high school or just even, you know, something mm-hmm. they're doing if it's elementary school. 
that sounds a whole lot more fun than just checking off a list that your teacher sends home uh, or sends over an email to the class to, um, you know, get certain, I don't know, boxes checked for certain um, types of uh, curriculum. Um, just to give you an example, this is something that my child got to do um, with school this past spring. Now, we're in a unique situation in that the school we go to, and this is um, 11th grade, they go from, I think, maybe fifth or sixth up to senior. And so he was um, in the 11th grade and we were dealing with a capstone class. The capstone class is a project that this particular class was doing together. And this is like six kids. That's all that's in the entire grade. So six kids were supposed to be doing this project together, hands-on with materials, building some sort of models or something like that. Um, you know, so it was a mixture of the creativity and then whatever, you know, else went into the project. Well, they had to abandon that because everybody went home right around spring break. And then we had another nine weeks of schooling after that. So instead of doing that project, they gave, they had the opportunity to do a podcast episode. And so granted, it's mostly digital stuff that you're doing with that. But um, there was an interview that was done with someone in the industry of the particular topic that was done. This this my child chose graffiti, talking about graffiti. And so, of course, she um, interviewed her father because he uh, harvests graffiti off of the railroads and then there was also another person who has a graffiti podcast, one of the best ones in the world, and he spoke to the class. So he did like one of the lectures to teach like how to actually how he runs his podcast. And then there were some there was artwork to go with the podcast episode. There was um you know, there were certain bullet points that had to be done. Audio, there was audio and video and not audio, video, but audio mixture, you know, with um, music and then like a little summary of what was happening. Um, the interview itself, more music, a commercial, you know, those types of things. And so that was actually really fun and made that class something that was enjoyable and very different. And he was able to do it on his own without a lot of parental supervision. And I would think that something that like you do, that you have that creative thought, it would be so cool if you were coaching people to say, look, here's some things that you can do with your child. Um, you know, and all you have to do, I, I bet, do you ask them, like, what's your child's favorite thing to do? You know, how do you do your coaching to pull this out of parents and kids? Yeah, I do. I, I encourage, like, what what do you keep telling them to stop doing? Because that's usually what their passions are. What do you keep um, telling them to stop doing? That's, that's hmm. great. That's great. Because a lot of times we're saying, oh, stop with the, stop watching anime, stop um, stop playing video games, stop uh -huh. with the comic books all over the floor. Um, 
and they can learn through those things. And in fact, um, my daughter has been learning Japanese primarily through anime for a few years mm-hmm. now. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and through some apps, um, mm-hmm. as well, cause anime got her in, you know, interested in Japanese culture and Japanese language. And so she pursued on her own, um, books and apps to look it up. And she's got, um, post-it notes all over her wall of all the Japanese figures that she's learning on her own. And that's mm-hmm. completely the light directed learning. That's completely from her. She's directing it herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't need to sit and, t- you know, and teach her a language because she's mm-hmm. doing it. Um, and a lot of kids are doing that and we don't realize and or we don't realize what that they are actually learning while they're doing it and Mm -hmm. we can also help them learn by just having discussions about it afterwards so um my kids got us all into anime we watch anime almost daily now (laughs) and it wasn't something (laughs) we watched before you know growing up my husband and i didn't watch anime um it wasn't it wasn't something we were interested in but our kids got us into it and the stories are amazing and the character building and very really deep artistry of it yeah so we can sit here talking about the themes and and the mm-hmm. character building and the and how they made it and everything this is all learning um and it's fantastic uh so we you could be probably go back in and find the foreshadowing and everything else mm-hmm. like yeah, you yeah. Really take these concepts that you learn in literature class and apply it to what's to what's happening there and then have them develop their own characters and own, mm-hmm. you know, plays and things like that, which is really, exactly, yeah. And I mean, you can take Star Wars as a perfect, uh, especially, you know, the original is perfect hero's journey in literature lesson. So um, you can just take that hero's journey and you can apply it and yeah. you can discuss it. And, and then Star Wars is literature. Um, Star Wars can also be filmmaking. You can discuss all the different kinds of filmmaking. Like from the beginning, it was all little miniatures, and now we have CGI. And you can even go into, you know, here's some basic um, cartooning, you know, dig- digitally. Uh, like, how does CGI work? Let's play with it a little bit if they want to get into it. And it might be something that they springboard into as a career. Yeah. Exactly. And the careers these days, they're just so different than what we were looking at 20 years mm-hmm. ago. We're well, well, maybe longer for me coming out of high school and going into college and what have you. And you just don't think about that as being what you're going to do for a living. But you do that in your homeschooling. This could really open up a whole new way of learning more across the, the mass market as the silver lining of this pandemic that we're experiencing it's the positive aspect Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people are really enjoying spending more time with their kids um Mm -hmm. and they're baking and that's learning and they're and they're doing things together and they're playing you know board games together and oh my gosh board games are incredibly educational every single one Mm -hmm. of them um, so they're enjoying their time as a family and they don't want that to end. And so that that's one of the reasons that they're deciding to homeschool. Well, imagine this too, Friday night, game night, 
movie night or whatever it is that you do with your family, that could count as part of your schooling. Mm -hmm. And it's not happening between nine and five during the week. Yeah, and that's what most most homeschoolers find out is that um, when you're homeschooling, your kids are always learning, and they, they don't even think of it. They don't they don't want to turn off their brains after school. The whole public school model has them thinking that school has to happen in that box. Mm -hmm. uh, it has to happen between eight and three or whatever your school day is. Mm -hmm. um, but when they're homeschooling, they have all these aha moments, you know, at the grocery store, and you know, just walking around outside and just um, anytime. Uh, and you realize that homeschooling ha or learning happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wondering like what else? I mean, you, baking obviously can be part of science as well. Cause that's where you, where a lot of the science projects come from is stuff that you find in the kitchen mixed with other things, you know, like the Mentos and Coca-Cola explosions mm -hmm. and what have you. Um, and then to make it entertaining. Now, granted, I know there's a lot of controversy going on about TikTok right now, but if somebody wanted to make a TikTok video of the experiments they're doing, that could be really motivating, especially for the child that wants to be putting that type of content out there. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, asking your child, you know, what do you like to do can also help. And, you know, what would you like to do more of? And you can, you can direct it too. Um, because I know um, a homeschool parent after, after listening to one of my talks about geek schooling, um, he made the living room the TARDIS from Doctor Who, and they had Doctor Who school for a yeah. while. <laughs> Everything was Doctor Who centered. And these shows, um, sci-fi especially, deals with so many incredible dilemmas and ethical conversations and historical conversations. Mm -hmm. And they can be a great spring point, again, for teaching history, like going back around. Yeah. Um, if you want to teach about something in history, you can grab grab some sci-fi and start there. Mm -hmm. um, you can even um, show Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> and you I have, don't know that, but what do they do in and that? And you have the introduction to they they time travel and they collect all these people across okay. history, and you can talk about you know what's accurate and what's not about the character portrayals, and you can use them as a spring point to. Um, teach about those characters in history. Um, well, it would also be a good lesson in saying, here's what this says, and here's all the, the bullet points. Now go find the ones that actually happen in history that we know about and do a comparison chart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge. And that's huge for today, just with the fact that we have news that's so all over the place and there's interpretation in the media that happens and in social media as well, which causes a lot of confusion. And so when you go back to like the original sources and you line things up, it gives you a great, um, a great skill for debate and research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can have your child, you know, write a paper on, you know, um, what, what that article got or what that TV show, that episode got mm -hmm. right about history and what it got wrong and what actually happened. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can just have a discussion and then you know that they understand it. Um, yeah, and you can have them research on their own. A lot of 
homeschoolers find, um, you know, they, they love college and university and professors love them because they're used to doing work on their own, research on their own, they're mm-hmm. self-starters. Mm-hmm. So all of these skills I'm talking about, encouraging your child to learn on their own and develop these skills are what's going to help them in post-secondary education. And you know what's funny about that is that um, I believe like the Lyndon Waldorf experience in schools is similar to you know that concept of like children being able to do the delight directed learning and the um, you know the things that they really enjoy that's the medium that they use to um, develop knowledge and skills. Um, so I don't know if you guys have any of that. Do you have that in Canada? So the Waldorf method of schooling mm-hmm. and Waldorf skills. I, I love a lot of their concepts, like um, the they have an emphasis on hands-on. Um, so they'll do a lot of uh, hands-on, you know, knitting and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And we've done a lot of that in our homeschool, um, and including you know knitting Harry Potter scarves and that kind of thing, because that's you know very uh, much feeds into my kids passions and my kids are 16 and 21 now so <laughs> yeah um we're they're not little anymore but but we've d- been doing this the whole time and my daughter used to draw um ponies from my little pony all the time and then she'd make up ponies um so make up her own ponies and she'd make you know us into ponies um so the creativity is wonderful once you let them get going and that, you know, that can count as art. So um, what they like to do can, can count into each of those learning buckets. So I'm curious about, um, you know, as far as your kids or other kids that you've seen uh, doing the learning, like you um, are a proponent of, what are they doing as adults now? What's happening with their careers and, situations oh anything you know um kids who homeschool can easily go on to uh to to go on to post-secondary education um college university so um sometimes they end up in creative pursuits um my son's been working in the film industry Mm -hmm. um sometimes they end up you know being teachers doctors whatever yeah whatever Um, uh, but you know, it, it, it's, it widely varies. It depends on the child. Every child is different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes we think they're going into something else and all of a sudden they have, um, I, I know some homeschoolers who all of a sudden get an interest in becoming a doctor. And so they cram three, four years of math that they'll need into a year. And all on their own, boom, because they have that, oh, my gosh, you know what? I really want to be a doctor. I finally mm-hmm. know what I wanted to do. And uh, and these are kids, you know, a lot of the times who've been completely unschooled. Um, so it's completely delight-directed learning with um, the parents just, you know, encouraging. And they've decided, hey, I've got to, you know, do all this math, so do all this science so I can get ready. And it's all them but you don't have to if you know if you're not comfortable with unschooling you don't have to start that way you can you can have more direction you you know you can be the be the be the dad who uh, makes the living room into 
the TARDIS and says, okay, we're going to learn this this week. And mm -hmm. That's cool. So knowing that you, you know, you run a business, I run a business. How do you think people are going to be able to handle this and manage this at home? Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, time involved to get prepared to be able to do this. What do you encourage people to do that are, you know, suddenly they're having to work from home because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we already know how to do this and how to kind of work with our kids in that situation. Um, now, I don't know personally about how to work with mine on homeschooling so much um, because the school is doing that for us. We happen to have a, a good situation there. But what about all of these parents who feel like they may end up having to stay home part of this time to make sure their kids are doing what they need to be doing for this homeschooling? Like, how are they going to manage it? I know parents who have made every possible scenario work. Um, I know parents who have both worked and decided to work opposite shifts. So pursue something that was an so that one parent is always home, especially if your kids are young. Of course, if they're older, they can be home alone and you don't have to worry about that as much. Mm -hmm. um, but but they'll work off the opposite shift, so it works. Or they'll get grandma to take care of the child during the day or a friend um, or a babysitter um, so that they can both work if they both work during the day. Um, mm -hmm. So in that scenario, the the child will often work on some schoolwork while they're with whoever's taking care of them during the day. It's still the parent's responsibility. They'll take it up at night or do some work on weekends, or maybe maybe they won't have the child doing the schoolwork and they'll just do it nights and weekends. It's mm -hmm. whatever, um, you know, whatever works for their family. Um, and even single parents, um, you know, if they're not working from home, they often buddy up with other single parents so they can trade off um, the responsibility of having mm -hmm. kids at any given time so they have a buddy um, so if you you know if you want to make it work you absolutely can and it doesn't have to be schooling eight to three nine to four whatever right it can be evenings weekends it can be whatever you want it to look like mm -hmm. and many homeschoolers what their day looks like is they're done by lunch um, and they only homeschool Monday through Thursday with Friday off. So their kids have a lot of time for all of this wonderful delight directed learning and to pursue to spend all this time drawing or reading or writing or whatever, mm -hmm. playing games, whatever their passion is, um, and developing it. And even video games can turn into, you know, a passion to want to create video games or mm -hmm. something coding and all that. You just got to be able to carve out that time when you assess and plan right so like if you know what they and it did does, again it doesn't take much time yeah it doesn't take much time because um you know you just if you're assessing you know you just talk about it or um because assessing doesn't have to be tests um and i'm not a big fan of tests myself because i think tests are more for the classroom where you know you have 30 kids or more mm -hmm. and you don't know what they know 
you haven't had a personal discussion with all three of those kids and what you learned this week, so you have to give them a test, so you know. Mm -hmm. But if you've been sitting there with your kid learning with them and they've been pointing out things, even discussing, you know what they know. Um, and it can be discussion, it can be essays, it can be, they can do a vlog about it. Yeah. I'm thinking more along assessment as being like assessing what they learned that day and writing it in whatever documentation you need legally to turn in. Do you handle any of that sort of thing for people or do you just, you just coach on the ways that they can do schooling? Like what, tell me a little bit more about how you would work with someone and where can we find you online? Yeah, I can absolutely help you put it all together into the records that you need to mm -hmm. submit when you're going to put your um, your child wants to enter university or college. Mm -hmm. um, so you you know you want transcripts and course descriptions and all of that. So I mean, when you're elementary school, you know it's not really a big deal. You have yeah. to obey your state law, so be careful with your state. Um, your state law when it pertains to homeschool be careful about that because homeschool state law public school state law are two different things so mm -hmm. look specifically at what your homeschool state law requires and of course you know adhere to that and it can be as simple as just you know jotting down you know every day keeping a little like one sentence what you did that day mm -hmm. um so that you have so that when you look at it at the end of the year you know oh yeah this is what we did so you don't forget anything um but in high school yeah you have to keep track of like I said, course descriptions and your transcript yeah. and everything. And I can absolutely help you with all of that. I do mm -hmm. do that for people, help them get their transcripts together. Well, cool. So where can um, we find and, you and online? Oh, sorry. Our internet is a little wonky. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at geekschoolingguide.com. Geekschoolingguide.com. Let me type that in the yeah. comments on over here. Geekschoolingguide.com. Make sure I spelled it right. And I have a freebie for your um, your fans today. And okay, cool. listening. If you go to geekschoolingguide.com slash mini dash course, you can get a mini course to help you get started on geek schooling and thinking outside the box. Okay. Um, some fun with your kids instead of tearing your hair out that they're not doing all the busy work school gave them yeah okay well everybody please go get that geekschoolingguide.com slash mini dash course i typed it in the comments of this live chat and it will be on the show notes when i put this on the podcast so thank you so much kimberly is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we finish up just remember that you know your child best you're your child's first and best teacher and you can do this and homeschooling can be fun all right. Thank you. I love it. Thank you so much for all your creative ideas. Thanks. so. Much. All right, Sally. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.